0: Programming because I, d- this I don't is something think pears that- should program. <laughs> what
1: the
2: hell are you talking about?
0: Apples and oranges only. Those are only fruits that can program. Pears should not program.
2: We're we've now we're now judging how far in the podcast we are by how drunk <laughs> Eric has gotten. Hey welcome welcome PHP ugly.
0: You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast, Episode 6, recorded Saturday, April 16th, 2016. In this episode, John Congdon joins the PHP Ugly crew as we talk about doctrine, mental health and technology, spark, kite, downtime, and pair programming. Let's get started. Hey, Tom.
2: Hey, Eric. How's it going?
0: It's going. It's
2: another week. It was a another fun week. week. Yeah. Another, another week in PHP Ugly? Another week in PHP Ugly World.
0: I can't complain. <laughs> hey, we got a guest today. Really? Wait, who? you're not supposed to come in after saying ugly with me.
2: Who do we have today? Who is that who is rudely interrupting us? Speaking of ugly, <laughs> the ugliest,
0: we put in John Congdon. John is uh, a longtime friend of mine, one, one, of, one of the few that I have. And uh, he he doesn't consider himself a friend, but you know,
1: I thought it was the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> that's honest. just
2: that's a matter of safety.
0: And much much like you and I run the San Diego Laravel group, John and I run the San Diego PHP group at, with you as well. So yep. that's where I
2: originally met all you guys.
0: <sighs> yes, yeah, it was a horrible day in my my
2: life. A dark, a dark a dark day for us all. Dark day. <laughs> John, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you want to know about me? Do you have any adorable children that you populate Facebook with? No, not at all.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here, guys. Hey, it's
2: good to have you. How long have you been
1: coding on the inner tubes? Inner tubes? Way too long. I started back uh, started back in 2000, uh, and I actually, I guess, I got into PHP in 2004, and have been loving it ever since.
2: Now you have you have the unique experience of working with. Uh, very old versions of PHP, is that right? Yeah, thanks for bringing that
0: <laughs> up. <laughs> one, of, one of John's big claim to fame is he was one of the last uh, developers that we we're aware of that was supporting Hold holdout. <laughs> that was supporting a PHP four platform for until very recent Yeah, just about
2: yeah. a just about a year ago that finally got the uh, the big kick up to five point one. No Something. stop it.
1: No, that yeah, it is funny. I started uh, San Diego PHP when I moved out here in two thousand twelve, and my biggest client was still on PHP four at the time, and it took me quite a long time to get them off of that.
2: Yeah, and you probably shouldn't have let any of your friends know that you were on a PHP four framework because it it haunted you for quite a long time. <laughs> it made let's say it made for some fun at the meetups when we could bring it up.
1: I made sure to bring it up as often as possible, and I appreciated that, (laughs) but I did get them off of that. We're on five, six, and unfortunately don't see them moving to seven anytime soon.
2: Well, that's, that's all right. They don't, they just don't like performance.
1: No, they love performance. They just, there's too much to do to get them to seven. So we'll see what happens.
0: Well, speaking of uh, the San Diego PHP user group, we had our meetup this past Wednesday. Or Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday now. Yeah, you've, we yes. moved it to Tuesdays. Moved it yeah. to Tuesday. Uh, pretty good meetup. Doc, uh, Tom Anderson, Anderson, which is one of the newer members of the group, did a presentation on doctrine, which was cool. It was, it was a nice presentation. Uh, Definitely. Thank yeah.
1: You. Always appreciate when uh, members step up to give presentations on, on topics they're passionate about.
0: Yeah, he was definitely passionate about it. I mean, he, he he's written, I guess, some uh, libraries. Uh, he's one of the maintainers. What 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 was his role with the doc- doctrine?
1: He wrote the a bridge from
0: doctrine to Agility uh, or something. Yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, Agility and doctrine bridge. Yeah, so he was definitely uh, passionate. It was it was good to get some exposure. Uh, I'm. I'm an Active Records guy myself. I, I that came over when I dove into the Ruby's, uh, the Rails world. It was a uh, Active Record, and it, I seem to always uh, be attracted to frameworks that kind of adhere to that. That, but it was it was nice to see. I know Doctrine is big. I know it, it becomes one of these uh, Vim Emacs conversations when you talk to people who are big in Doctrine and and Active Record. I don't care. I just need my data. But it was, it was good talk. Uh, it was good to get some insight on doctrine and, and how it works and all that. It was nice. Uh, he he did have a couple of interesting slides not related to his topic. Um, he was a big advocate of a group called Prompt, which is an initiative for mental health in the uh, technology industry. Um, so that, that was good. Uh, he, so he was real big on that. That... Uh, Ed Finkley, is it Finkley? Is that his name? Ed Finkley. Ed Ed Finkler. Finkler, yeah. Funkatron on yes. uh, Twitter. Yeah, yep. he's he's big in uh, uh, mental health. Uh, yeah, mental illness and technology. He he does the whole open sourcing uh, mental illness um, initiative.
1: Yeah, he, was a, he was the first big name in PHP that I knew talking about it, and with my wife being in the mental health industry. Uh, she's a mental health counselor. I've had good insight into that, you know, throughout our relationship. So some people, I guess when they have those types of issues, they kind of hide and it's important to talk about it, know what's going on. And Ed Finkler's big into that. So, you know, talking about it and, and getting out there and looking, looking at that site. So do a lot of these other speakers, you know, it's, Talking about the issues in our industry and how to overcome them.
2: Yeah, and I think it's one of the important areas where employees need to rest control for themselves, uh, so that they they can explain certain things to employers without having to fear any kind of reprisal or anything like that. You know, if people have situations where they need to deal with with something, then they don't want to get fired by an employer for having to be in, this, in that situation. They need to be able to deal with it. Um, I, I'm definitely in that situation. I know a lot of other people that are. Uh, I have I have issues traveling and, you know, as a, as a work-at-home employee, it's not such a big deal until they really need you to come into office one day and you just can't get into the office one day.
0: Right. I think, I think we are in a... The people we deal with on a day-to-day basis in the industry we're in actually plays into those uh illnesses quite nicely it's very easy to be a developer and to isolate yourself to cut off the outside world to, to not go outside to not interact with other people i mean we're we're in the industry that just allows that illness to thrive in a sense it's okay it's good because it allows us allows us to continue to make a living but we're not getting the help we need when we do yeah, that.
2: Yeah, it can be it can be very easy to to shut yourself out from the world in this industry, and uh, that's comfortable but not necessarily helpful.
0: Right. So it's good to see that there's avenues now opening up for people who are seeking help and and help people identify that you know, hey, you're you're not alone. A lot of us feel this way. Uh, this is a problem. You're not a freak, and there are people you can talk to. So it's Great work these guys are doing. Uh, I, I was not aware of this prompt uh, initiative uh, that uh, Tom had mentioned, so it was good to see that that was out there. Uh, and again, the open source uh, mental illness stuff that Ed does is is also fantastic. So, yeah, I know we all. I think we've all from at some point have have struggled with something, and it's just good to to have people to turn to.
2: So what else we got going on? Oh well, we've got we've got our apparently weekly discussion on Spark. Um, it, for for those of you who haven't been following, Spark is a, a new library or package for the Laravel framework, which handles a lot of the ins and outs of uh, SAS development, and it, it's quite an impressive uh, feat from Taylor Otwell. the The big news is that. The Laracast videos are up. Uh, you can go ahead and, and watch them. I believe they're free for uh, a limited period of time. Uh, well,
0: not, not only is the Laracast up, the site is live. You can go in and buy a license. It's in beta. Yep. It, it's it's ready to rock and roll. I'm seeing tweets of people already using it. It's only in beta, though. Well, beta's fine. Beta's fine. Paying 100 bucks for something in beta? Beta's fine. I, I
1: thought you only had to pay if the site you were building went live. Yeah. Because you, you have to pay up front?
0: Uh, you have to pay up front. It, it looks like you have to pay up front to get the code, uh, from what, what I saw. I, I didn't you see
2: know You can get the code from GitHub. The GitHub code is available right now um, since it's still in beta. But I believe once it goes live, uh, then you will have to up front your first license to get access to the code. Uh, um, however, that, that could easily change. Um, you know. It, it's a system run by a single person He's allowed to change his mind if he wants to He might very well change his mind
0: yeah. Well right now if you go through the site it, it prompts you for a credit card So,
2: Yet one just one of the features It provides, prompting for credit cards <laughs> it, it, it would be sort of weird if it didn't do that Spark, built on Spark Yeah, it it is, it really is
0: Alright, so that's out can we stop talking about it? I mean, is it that really that big of a deal or do we want to are we going to do like a weekly talk about Spark?
2: I think I think Spark is cool, but I think we've we've pretty well covered the news on Spark up to this point. Now, I do want to mention that during our first our very first podcast together, I had predicted the halfway through April would be when the, the code was released. I don't the think that's was what you said. just about halfway through April, so I don't. I don't think I'm gonna call this one. I'm gonna call this one uh, exactly called. Okay. Uh, I'm going
0: now now because you're, you're you're stepping up like you're the man. I'm gonna go have to go back to the first episode, find where your prediction is, and splice it in. Okay. You and I have had a little bit of a disagreement on how ready Spark was for. For production um, at the last Laravel meetup, I, I felt that it was due to be released anytime. You're you, can, you kind of fell in the camp of no, it's still going to be a while.
2: I think it's. I think I think we're looking at a month or so out at this point. From a month um, from now. Yeah, I, I think you know the whole Spark Watch thing is trending on Twitter, and and Taylor's getting uh, all the the free press he can get. I'm not saying I'm the man. I'm just saying, do you remember when Babe Ruth pointed to the crowd oh, and then hit a home run and directly to where so he pointed? Just you
0: know, if I find out you're right, I'm cutting all this out of the show.
2: Oh, I know. And we'll lose that first episode somehow. It'll just <laughs> it'll get lost in the ether.
0: It'll just get a bunch of gibberish. <laughs>
2: so I think our big topic for today is bots. Um, I, I know there's, there's been a lot of bot news lately. I'm a big bot guy. So we're going to start with Kite. Now, Kite advertises itself as being the the peer programming bot, or the, the assistant peer programmer. Uh, they've pulled the kite.com domain, so it seems like it's going to be backed by uh, some kind of big, big money company, um, and it's... It's very interesting. I highly recommend anyone who's doing coding to go check out the demo. It seems like it's just the missing uh, AI for your IDE. So if you misspell something, it should detect that you've misspelled something. Uh, but even more than that, if you start typing in that you're using a library, it starts filling out, it starts Telling you, hey, these are all the methods available for this library. Here's the documentation for it. Here's the expected arguments. So it but gives don't you a, those a real.
1: IDEs do this for you already.
2: You know, IDEs like to try and do it, but they have this tendency to get in the way, and so you have to know the key the the key combination to pull up the different information. Now, it, it, it's also more intelligent than that, though. Like I was saying, this is actually a bot, unlike what other people are saying it, and. It, it goes out and fetches uh, frequently asked questions from Stack Overflow. It fetches uh, use case examples. So if you type in uh, new curl to start up a new curl connection, it starts pulling up examples for all the different curl setups that you might need to use uh, or, or how to you know how to do a post versus a get. So it, it does a, a really impressive wealth of information. Right at your fingertips. Yeah, I think um, the
0: examples uh, look pretty cool. Um, the auto-complete stuff, not so impressed. I mean, every IDE does that. Uh, even Vim sure. does it, but th- this this also plays well with Vim. Um, it's pretty limited right now.
2: It it plays well with Vim. It plays well with uh, console even. So if you start typing in a command in your console and don't know the arguments to complete the command that you want to you want to run you just look over to your running kite application, and it gives you uh, the pieces of the man page that it believes are relevant to what you're currently typing in.
1: I thought it was currently only available in uh, Python, no? It, th- nope. is the Is the command line really working?
2: command line is really working. Hmm. And this is a learning system, too. Uh, it seems like it's going to have, or currently has, uh, user individual user-based learning curves, so that it knows which commands you prefer, and it gives you information that favors those commands. So it, it really seems like quite the system. Um, you know, naturally, since it's a bot, uh, it is listening to every keystroke that you're throwing into it. So they have a very extensive privacy disclosure for all of your code. Make sure that you know everything you type isn't getting sent to Facebook's servers or something like that. But, yeah, kite.com. I really I really recommend people check it out. It is currently a closed beta, but they are taking email signups for anyone who wants to get an invite.
1: Yeah, Eric and I were talking about this before. It doesn't look like it's monitoring keystrokes so much as it needs a plug-in. So it's not listening to your system keystrokes. It's relying on a plug-in into whatever you're using.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it looks like fun stuff, though. I had, oh, my gosh. We're we're gonna go. How are we doing? in Time before I before I go down this road. We're doing okay. So we're all probably the go to tech person in our family, and it's it's hysterical to me. It's it's first thing. I am the tech guy in our family, and I don't know why this why this even happened. But damn, if it didn't happen, and it happened to my parents, my parents who are who are older and very easy to be taken advantage of. My mom gets one of these pop-ups that says, "Hey, we've detected a virus on your computer. Call us, and we'll help you remove it." <laughs> my dad fell victim to that. <laughs> really? Yeah. She did. She called the number, and you know, she's like, "Yeah, they made me install some stuff, and uh, I think something went wrong because uh, all of a sudden, all my pictures were deleted." I'm like, "Mom, you can never use that computer ever again." I'm like, "I'm like, shut it down, turn it off." If you've logged into your bank account or anything, you've got to go change passwords, watch
2: accounts. Uh, that pl- plastic bag wrapped in tinfoil, thrown in the ocean.
0: <sighs> so so mad at her. I'm so disappointed, but but it turns out she buys a new l- laptop. And uh, she asked me this morning to log on uh, to install Microsoft Office because apparently she needs a Microsoft Office. I'm telling her she doesn't need it. She doesn't need it. I'm like, why do you need it? She says it has clip art. I'm like,
2: clip People art. Still think you need Office? I don't understand <laughs> why.
0: I'm like, what are you doing where you even need clip art? Well, when I write letters, what are you talking about?
2: Just buy her a Chromebook. Be
0: done with it. I, that's what. That's what I wanted to do. So she buys. She buys a new HP. When is the last time one of you guys have purchased a Windows machine from a Dell or HP?
1: Well, this goes back to your original question about being the tech guy. I haven't touched Windows since, like, Windows 95 or 98. I'm like, I'm a Mac guy. I can't
2: help you. I'm sorry.
0: When's the last time you've uh, purchased a Windows machine, Thomas?
2: Uh, you know, for me, it must have been about five years ago. So it's, it's been I, a while. I, <clears throat> yeah, I had a situation where I just did not want <clears throat> to deal with the computer I didn't want to fix it I didn't want <clears throat> to, you know, do a favor for an associate that I didn't really care for Oh uh, yeah, just buy a Dell I don't want to hear about it ever again
0: Well, I'll tell you what This brand new HP laptop that my mom had Was just riddled with so much shit software I Oh yeah I mean, she, they had this uh, instant assistant that would pop up. There would be an overlay on all the toolbars on all the applications that's begging you to click it. And it, it's, it's some BS, you know, uh, vendor thing that, you know, you call some 800 number for tech support. I'm like, I couldn't believe all the crap that was on this. I thought Android phones were terrible. Uh, I could not believe all the crap that was on this goddamn machine.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think Microsoft has really dropped the ball by letting other companies weaken their brand the way they have. It's uh, awful. Because I know, I know a good number of people who don't like Windows because it comes with all these stupid Dell support tools. And, you know, you, if you get a base Windows corporate disk and put it in, you've got a nice clean Windows machine. But, yeah, if you, if you buy a pre-made machine at this point, it is bloatware up the wazoo immediately from turning it on. Uh, I, I can't understand why Microsoft would allow that to continue.
0: They have got to do something about it. It, it has just gotten out of hand. I, I yeah, it's I really terrible. It. I was so mad. So I, I spent you know the morning. I mean, the the, the laptop hadn't been online for twenty four hours, and I'm removing all this bloatware. You know? Boy, you're so really
2: you're really turning red on this one. You're.
0: I, I was I was so upset, and I, I'm more upset because I had offered to come out there and install Linux on her laptop because I had done that for my father years ago and he, he's never been the wiser. He's been using Linux. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he used Linux for you know, five, six years and it's no different to him. And I offered to do that to my mom's laptop and she's insistent that she needs windows and keep in mind, she doesn't work. She doesn't have, a, she's just browsing the internet at, uh, when I heard uh, when I heard about her previous issue with calling in, getting getting that whole scam going, I, I was ready to send her out a Chromebook. And
2: it, yeah, it really is becoming a problem trying to deal with computers that you support that you don't necessarily uh, want to support, but you're obligated to for some reason or another. Well,
0: it's it's beyond that though. It, it's hurting our industry. I mean, it, it, the fact that people are putting up with this crap is. It just, huh, it irritates me. It really irritates me.
2: Yeah, but the people that the people that are putting up with it aren't are the ones that aren't aware that there's something that they're putting up with. You know. Did, yeah. Now, did she call the number back and try and get a refund?
0: No, no, she never thought there was anything wrong. All, uh, the, all the only thing it it was my sister who ends up calling me. And telling me what happened, she's like, "Mom's computer just isn't behaving correctly anymore." I'm like, "Yeah, because she's been scammed." I was like, "You know there's probably viruses out the wazoo now they still have it there. Uh, when I get out there i'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at it I'll, I'll take it offline and see how much stuff they installed
1: yeah when it, when it happened to my dad, he ended up calling the company back who supposed to gave him a full refund, and I told him to take it immediately to you know he lives." across the country is in new york so it's not like i can go look at the machine and wouldn't know where to start if i did had them take it to a local repair shop and have them go through it you know removing any sort of virus or uh, backdoor they may have put in
2: yeah and but it's worth noting that this is not something that is that is unique only to our parents uh there are now three hospitals that have been hit by ransomware which encrypted the entire data set for the entire hospital and held it captive for large sums of money. Uh, I, I've dealt with these ransomware pieces of software before, and it's, it's real surprising what they can manage to I do. I had a previous
1: employer that was also hit by that after I
2: left, and they
1: paid the Bitcoin and they got the, the key to unlock their files and we're good to go, but that's scary when that happens.
2: Yeah, and I mean, if they can reel in a thousand people a day at one Bitcoin each, you know they're they're making an amount of money that you can't laugh at. It's it's serious business.
0: Yeah, we're bringing it, bring down the room. Who, who started that conversation? <laughs> that would Not be it. you. That was
2: yeah. But thanks for saying we're bringing down the room. So, what else do we want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about downtime. I, I put this on the list because. Uh, I've had a crazy, crazy week where there have been a lot of hurry-up-and-wait situations. You know, and and that's sort of the nature of emergencies in programming. Uh, When something needs to get pushed out to staging or production, and it takes uh, three hours to run all the tests and get everything through the correct people, you might have a one-line change that you're just waiting for push to production to test out for, you know an hour-long period. And and my question for you guys was, how do you deal with downtime? How do you deal with situations where you're at work, but you don't have work to do?
0: <laughs> that, that, that I does not remember the last time that's been the case. That doesn't really
2: happen, at least currently. So one of the cool things about... Playing the ethical high cards, I like. No,
0: it. no, it's not even the ethical <laughs> high card. I mean, the, the cool thing about uh, our little business... Um, We have several clients, so we're not working for one employee or one employer. Uh, We have several clients, so if there's not something to do on one client, there's something to do on any of the other number of clients that's going on. There's always stuff to do, and and it actually starts to become a little bit of a problem because, I I mean, I was recently uh, in a situation where I needed downtime, and as much as everybody tries to accommodate you, it, 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 you can be in a position where it's difficult to break away. I know I struggle. I don't even think about taking days off. And this this includes through the weekend. Um, I, I can easily work through through an entire weekend and not even think twice about it. Uh, just because there's so much to do and,
2: you know, I'm just passionate about this stuff. I, I enjoy doing it. Um, well, and you're building your brand. I mean, you're really working hard on establishing yeah, yeah, Dev but as a community. He still needs to take time off, and I felt so
1: bad mm-hmm. on, I think, what was it, Monday. He's trying to have time with his family, and something pops up with one of the clients, and we we were we we're trying to take care of it, and we just couldn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was such a bizarre uh, circumstance. It was like the, the one thing, like... like four really weird things had to happen for this one thing to happen that would require my attention. And damn it if that didn't happen. On the one day you
1: tried to take time for yourself. It was so frustrating.
2: John was so distraught he could barely finish his margarita.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to take my feet off the desk to try and help.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, looks like I'm getting dressed today. Jeez. No,
1: but I mean, we really did try to step in, and it turned out we needed... A a key that Eric had, an SSH key, and supposedly mine was on the machine. I still couldn't SSH in, and it was just a nightmare.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, for those of us in the chat who, who actually do have downtime during employment hours, I have found that Laracast is a fantastic tool. Um, you know, Laracast is one of those things where you it's know like,
0: what I'm going to start charging Laracast as often as you talk about these guys on the show. We're going to have to start charging them sponsorship. I'm just going to send Jeffrey Way a bill. We need to do the
1: same thing like- for SDPHP and SD Laravel then, because we're talking about them all the time there too. So
2: there are there are other resources out there besides Laracast, but I'll tell you what about those those guys is they they have a tendency towards being real scummy towards their content creators. And Laracasts is run by its content creator. It's priced. Everything is done by Jeffrey Way. Uh, and the content that he produces High is quality. premium. Yeah. Absolutely amazing stuff. We all agree. We all talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I will plug Laracasts uh, uh, all the way up until we start accepting money from Udemity. <laughs> <laughs> Udemy, the premium self-learning service.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm sending a bill to Jeffrey Way this week. Let no.
2: Yeah, send a couple out. Send one to Udemy and tell them, tell them not to listen so to this I do episode. have a question for you. How do you have
1: downtime with your employer? Do they not have like just an endless number of tasks that need to be accomplished so that you, you finish this, you're waiting for it to go live, you start working on the next thing, the next feature, the next bug, the next whatever it is.
2: Yeah, you know, sometimes there just isn't a next thing. Sometimes you, you've gotten a pretty complete system together and you're just doing maintenance work or <clears throat> you're just doing uh, one feature at a time. I need that job. we uh, downtime.
0: It, yeah, that sounds it, cool, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, in a, in a larger development environment, I don't think it's it's unusual for developers to have a little bit of downtime every once in a while where they, they've got a half hour here or a half hour there. Uh, it's just a matter of project management having to take the time to give you a ticket to work on.
0: Sort of sort of down that same <clears throat> path, I worked for a company um, a, a while back, and I, to- I came home after a week of working there. I came home and told my wife, I honestly don't think they know I'm working there. I, think, <laughs> I sat there for a week. Nobody came up and talked to me. I got no emails. Nobody told me what to do. I just sat there reading HR pamphlets. And uh, I mean, I'm like, I didn't think anybody, I don't think anybody knew I was working there. And Finally, the start of my second week, I went into my manager's office. I'm like, hey, you guys know I'm coming in every day, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes and that's why he's not allowed within a hundred feet of a school anymore
0: well it's true in these big enterprises you you can easily disappear like people you if you just show up and sit in your cube every day everybody just assumes somebody's giving you something to do and don't bother you
2: yeah and you know that I know plenty of people who are who are actively seeking that job to to have for 50 years uh, I'm raising my uh, hand right now yeah that's that's a life that's a life goal you could do people. it
0: you couldn't do it john no
2: i can yeah there's no that. way it, it's i've been in that situation as well and it can be stressful being on youtube for eight hours a day <laughs> 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 just, uh, the 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 guilt just racks you after a while <laughs> uh do we even talk about
0: anything php no why do we even yeah, call kite. ourselves a PHP kite, kite? It doesn't. Kite's not. That's not even PHP. It's,
2: it's Python. It's. I thought we were focusing on the ugly part of this podcast.
0: Yeah, that's why we brought John in. Yeah.
2: Speaking of which, yeah, we just cannot seem to get live streaming working. So <laughs> our beautiful faces haven't been on display for that's any of these guys yet.
1: <laughs> once once you get that working, you have to change the name of this.
2: PHP uglier. <laughs> <laughs> PHP horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> PHP, please stop.
0: <laughs> All right. Anybody have anything else you want to talk about?
2: We talked about Kite, which is the, the pair programming co pilot. Uh, no, I, let's take a second and talk about pair, pair programming. Pair programming. Pair
0: programming. I, th- this I don't is something think pairs that- should program what the hell are you talking about apples and oranges only those are only fruits that can program pears should not program
2: we're we've now we're now judging how far in the podcast we are by how drunk (laughs) eric has
0: gotten i'm drinking red bull now so yeah oh it's helping. i'll be bouncing back any moment
2: (laughs) just in time to close it out and start editing I'm sorry. Hey, everybody. welcome to PHP Ugly.
0: Pair programming.
2: Pair programming. You know, I haven't done a lot of pair programming. I understand conceptually. Uh, I, I want to know what you guys have experience with in pair programming, because you you have a you have a nice tight little office where you guys are able to do pair programming.
1: So my initial experiences with uh, Orlando PHP when I was a member there, they did it. Uh, if they didn't have a presentation. For the night They would do code katas Using pair programming I was only a part of it uh, Once And While I understand it and I like it I didn't really get it as far as a A full time practice It's more of a Hey I need help with this Can you jump in and, and just Almost be a rubber duck You know let's talk about what needs to be done Get this one thing working
2: and then split split ways again.
0: That's my rubber duck.
2: Your rubber duck is the 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 <laughs> physical manifestation of anger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he sits here with me at my desk.
2: Somehow <laughs> that d- doesn't even slightly slightly surprise me. Well, okay, it sounds like we need to get somebody in who knows pair programming. Yeah. Uh, a little bit better than the three people here who don't know anything about parables. And, and the <laughs> problem is, he
1: showed this is my 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 rubber duck, showing it to the camera that nobody's going to see on the
2: podcast. Well, no, I, I painted a word you picture, did, but Theater of the Mind, John, Theater of the Mind, it <laughs> still drives me crazy. Ooh, that would be a great podcast name, Theater of the Mind. Yeah, although I feel like you could only whisper that title. Theater Welcome to. Of the mind. See it. Too much uh, wind. Way too, too, much, much wind. Way too much wind. Too much wind. Yes, that I've been told that is my problem. Just generally, I, uh, hey Tom, you know him, the guy. Too much wind. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> too much wind. I I think that I think this I think this wraps us up pretty well. Well, we, well that, got about
0: that that, that uh, audible you made with pair programming just panned out so well.
2: Yes, so you know no, no, what did you have to add to that? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I had nothing to add How to that do you you do said it? you said, what are we going to talk about next?" And I just picked a thing. <laughs> this is why you're not supposed to just take a hot potato and throw it to me. I just go, okay. "What's this for? <laughs> oh, this is hot. Why is it burning me still?" <laughs> Yeah. And you know, and you handled it so well with your discussion about apples and oranges programming, but not pears. I'm so glad I don't have to edit this <laughs> thing. It's, it's it's a real I'm, I'm so glad show. nobody actually listens to it. <laughs> hey no, we've actually got listeners now. Let me pull this up real quick. I want to I want to point this out. We have podcast number 5 up which has 25 listeners, which is The the same 25 listeners we had the day that we uploaded it. So we actually have people subscribing through iTunes. You okay? Oh, (laughs) jeez.
0: So basically nobody's listened to it since the day we uploaded it?
1: Well, no. So your listeners are the people that subscribe to it. It's downloaded automatically. They may not have actually listened to it.
2: There you go I'm here wow. for support <laughs> That's why you're here <laughs> yeah. Not I, moral support, uh, not emotional support I, I just
0: love the way you said that It was just so innocent It's like, listen, 25 people listen have listened to the PHP 5 uh, podcast And yeah, that's the same number that was there the first day we uploaded it The <laughs> very first day So the number ah, is yes. like it's just flatlined. Oh, the show, the show has flatlined. So I
1: just looked at my right. I, my right. iTunes and it's still sitting here, unlistened to. Sorry.
2: You suck. <laughs> uh, no, to be fair, I haven't listened to a single episode. I, I hate won't. all you. I really do. Yeah. I
0: hate everyone in my life right now.
2: <laughs> Me, and right. Well,
0: just, Me and my that's... dog. Me and my dog Yaz. We're the only ones that listen to the show, right, buddy? Hey, right, bud, you sleeping? You sleeping? Eastland. I
2: think we I think we found the title for this episode. Me and my dog uh, Yes. I, no, I hate all of you. I hate all of you? <laughs> oh wait, I, I just
1: realized I'm not actually subscribed to it. I should do that. Ah oh,
2: Really that's top tier support from a friend of but, ours. Uh,
0: this is who I call a friend.
2: How do I computer? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, that's it. I'm calling it. We're wrapping it up.
2: All right, thank you for listening to PHP Ugly. We'll be back uh, next week at the same time.
0: Hey, no it's problem. Been Thanks our for pleasure. Joining us.
2: Yeah, it's been great. We'll talk to you guys hey. later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the PHP Ugly podcast. PHP Ugly can be found on Twitter at PHP Ugly. You can also follow the host, Tom Rideout on Twitter at real Rideout John Congden on Twitter at John Congden and myself, Eric Van Johnson, on Twitter at Shocom. That's spelled S-H-O-C-M. Notes and links from this episode can be found on GitHub at github.com
2: forward slash phpugly forward slash podcast.